Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to this installment of the Steel Conversation, brought to you by Pittsburgh Steelers on 24-7 Sports. My name is Brian Diardo. Big game this Sunday, the 7-5 Steelers going into the Queen City to take on the 10-2 Cincinnati Bengals. And joining us from Cincinnati Bengals on 24-7 Sports is our Bengals insider, uh, Derek Lewis, who's going to give us the enemy's opposing view on uh, what the Bengals expect from the Steelers this Sunday. So, uh, And once again, too, I want to let you know you can check out any and all Steeler information on our website, pit.247sports.com, or just check out our Facebook page. Check, type in the search engine, Pittsburgh Steelers on 24-7 Sports. And uh, Derek, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, if you haven't read Derek's work, you should. He's a great writer. He covers a couple other teams on our site, uh, other than the Bengals. I know one of them is the Texans. Uh, Derek graduated from Texas. I'm a Buckeye grad. I will not hold that against him, even though Texas handed us a pretty bad loss back in my day. Uh, but first of all, Derek, how are you doing this evening? I know it's busy right now in the midst of the NFL season. No, I'm doing I'm doing well, man. How, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. Let's, let's tackle this awesome game we've got on our hands, the Bengals and Steelers. Kind of recap how both seasons have gone. The Bengals kind of screamed out to that 8-0 start. Uh, then they had that, you know, kind of climaxing with their gritty 16 to 10 win over the Steelers, and then they had some setbacks. You know, they lost a prime time game to Houston. They had another loss. Uh, they have responded with gusto. They've won their last two games, albeit against kind of woeful opponents that that really aren't of the Bengals' ilk. Blowing out the uh, Rams 31 to 7, and then the Browns this past weekend 37 to 3. That I think my high school team probably could have beaten that Browns team that you guys beat. In any event, though, you guys are 10-2, not taking anything away from that. Steelers come into this game winning three out of their last four contests. It seems like the turning point in this season may have been against the Bengals. Uh, the Steelers lost that game, uh, been through three interceptions. You could argue the Steelers outplayed Cincinnati for large stretches of that game, but the Bengals played well and it mattered. Dalton had his worst game of the season, arguably, but he again, he came through late after Ben's second interception and trailing 10-6. Uh, Dalton drove the Bengals down on a short field and threw a nine-yard touchdown pass to A.J. Green uh, to win that game. Ben threw another interception after that. Bengals take a field goal. They win that game 16-10. to But since then, Ben is, is playing as well as he's ever played. His last four games, he's averaging 383 yards passing a game, 10 touchdowns, four interceptions in that span, and a win for the first time in his career as a backup quarterback. Uh, that came in week nine against the Raiders. So, uh, partly week 10 against the Browns, not against the Raiders. Ben got injured late in that game. But uh, in any event, Big Ben's playing well. The Steelers are playing well. Uh, it should be a great game, Derek. And uh kind of wanted to talk to you about, uh, you know, the Bengals' season thus far and more specifically their last two games, how they've looked after suffering those consecutive losses uh, after beating the Steelers. Uh, yeah, well, the, the Bengals, they are they're rolling right now. They, you know, they put up back-to-back 30-point games, um, albeit against, you know, like you said, uh, local opponents and the Rams and the Browns. It's been uh, obviously a successful season for the Bengals, but it's been kind of a weird one because it doesn't look like they play too many quality opponents. And, you can, of course, that fluctuates week to week in the NFL. Um, the Seahawks win was big at the time and then it looked like it was a bad <laughs> a bad team now they're back to looking good again so maybe that's a good win same thing with Kansas City um so they haven't really played anyone um outside of the two losses the Texans and the Cardinals who um 
probably will make the playoffs. It depends on the Seahawks and the Chiefs. We'll see that that'll shake, how that'll shake out. And so they've really beaten up on the, the dreads of the league, um, and that's how they've kind of amassed this this, this, this big record. Um, and then, of course, against the Texans and the Cardinals, when they did get those two losses, they lost in wildly different fashions against the Texans. Uh, the Bengals' offense couldn't do anything. They didn't even score a touchdown. The only one who did score a touchdown in that game was quarterback, uh, Houston Texans quarterback, TJ Yates, their backup. Um, so he was the only one to actually find the end zone, courtesy of DeAndre Hopkins. Um, and then the next game, after that, the Bengals' offense gets rolling again, but the Bengals' defense lets him down, and Carson Palmer uh, shreds them for a big game. Uh, it seemed like countless deep balls were going uh, into the end zone that, that day. And so the Bengals, when they've had the toughest, the tougher competition, um, and then again, you can argue the Seahawks and the Chiefs are a tougher competition. They haven't fared as well uh, until you know, you know they got back on track with the Rams and the Browns, and now the Steelers are the next you know big test. See if they can finally clinch you know the AFC North against the Steelers. On right, and 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 to your point, actually, they asked the Steelers linebacker Arthur Motes earlier today if the Bengals win the division. I, I think the Steelers are conceding the division, but as Arthur Motes said earlier today, they're not going to win it this Sunday. So we'll see on Sunday if, if Motes' words are prophetic or not. Um, now, I, I know Cincinnati and Tate this, hate what I'm about to ask you. Marvin Lewis was asked this on Mike and Mike yesterday and then obviously didn't like it. And you know what I'm going to ask you, which is, uh, are Bengal fans still leery of uh, Andy Dalton? You know, he lost his two primetime games after – uh, beating the Steelers. Um, again, he's played well in the last two. He hasn't had amazing stats. I think he's in the 230-yard range in the last two wins, but he hasn't had to do anything great just because of the way those games have played out. They've been blowouts where he hasn't had to to, to sprinkle the air with footballs. Um, do you see a difference in Dalton this season, and do you think that, that, that he needs this win to just to kind of uh, you know, kind of reinforce the his teammates and his fans that hey, you know, this is a different quarterback that's going to carry us through the rest of the season and into the playoffs. Well, Andy Dalton, I mean, he's going to have to obviously live with that rap until he can somehow find a way to get a postseason win. That's just how it is. Um, and cause to be honest, it's completely fair. I mean, obviously, when he first started making the playoffs, and he was a rookie, um, a second year player. You know, they've gone four straight since he's. Uh, entered the league. And so those kind of weren't fair. Maybe last year, uh, the year before that, those were fair criticisms that they, the games they should have won that they did not win. Um, but until he gets that monk off his back, everyone's going to continue to be leery of what Andy Dalton can do when the lights get bright. And to your point, they haven't exactly fared well this year when the lights have gotten bright. They have three primetime games. One of them was against the Browns, so we'll throw that one out because they're the Browns. And the other two, they lost. And although they were in that Cardinals game and very well could have won it, they they didn't win it. And so even that's just kind of the nature of the league. It's it's not how I like to do things, but it's kind of how it's done. Is you're the quarterback of a team that's not getting the job done, so the blame is going to fall on your hands. Um, and again, against the Texans, it kind of was on his, in his you know it was his fault. But against the Cardinals, he really actually did play pretty well. So he's going to need to start netting some of these primetime wins, a playoff game as well, of course. Um, he has another opportunity to do that against the Broncos, which could very well decide if the Bengals are going to be the one seed or the two seed or even have to play in wild card weekend. Um, so he's got another opportunity to, to show that he can show up in, in the primetime game even before the playoffs get here 
And, you know, he's going to have to do that because if you look at the stats, he's not he's not really played well in the playoffs. It's not as if uh, people are making that up. He's only thrown in four playoff games. He's thrown one touchdown. I believe he has six interceptions, uh, seven turnovers mm-hmm. overall because of the team doing there. So it's not as if he's doing everything he can and then the team's just destructing, uh, self-destructing around him, although, of course, the quarterback is tied to team play as well. Um, but he's not, you know, getting the job done in the playoffs by any stretch of the imagination. Right. And, and kind of on the other side of the coin, that was a little bit of the knock on Roethlisberger even after winning a Super Bowl. You know, in the 4 AFC Championship game, he threw three interceptions. He was losing New England by two scores. But I don't think he got a lot of flack for that because he was a rookie and he was playing against Bill Belichick defense that was trying to get to a Super Bowl. So, and that now has gone down as one of the greatest teams of all time. So, and certainly the greatest team in the 2000s. So he's gotten the pass for that. But like Dalton, even after winning Super Bowl 40, there was always that, well, yeah, but he was carrying a really good team, or he, a really good team was carrying him. It's, it's the other way around. And I think that's why Ben, and I wrote a story about earlier today, uh, that Ben and Dalton actually have a lot of respect for each other, a lot of mutual respect for each other. And I think the reason why is they both get each other. Where, you know, Dalton's gotten the rap for not winning playoff games and Ben – has gotten the rap where he's never been like the quarterback. He's he played in the Manning Brady era, and now that Bra- uh, Manning is starting to fade away, you know, and and Drew Brees and a couple people a little older than Ben, maybe for a few years here it can be maybe Brady and Ben or just Ben if the you know the Patriots are shocked, you know, upset in the playoffs or whatnot. And I fully expect Brady to play at least two more seasons. Uh, if he said he wants to play at least forty, he's thirty-eight, so you know maybe two more seasons after this. So. Um, but, yeah, I mean, and I don't think that was really fair on Ben. I mean, he his numbers weren't great in the 05 playoff run, but as Steelers fans and Bengals fans remember, he did enough to win that playoff game in 05. He did enough to beat the Colts. He did enough to beat the Broncos. He did enough to beat Seattle. And I think the Seattle game, the Super Bowl that year, was is the biggest one that I think, uh, you know, kind of put that label on Ben that, that a great team carried him to a Super Bowl, which totally isn't true. Because how many Super Bowls did the Steelers win between 79 and 04? Zero. How many did they win, you know, after Ben? They won two and Ben in a third. So Ben, in, over the years, has shown that, hey, I am a great quarterback. But And I think this is this is where there's even a, a, another correlation between Ben and Dalton, is that Ben's greatest season, uh, his first really great season came in 07, which was his fourth season in the league. And then by 08, he won another Super Bowl. Uh, and, and at this time, as everybody remembers, he had that you know great comeback against the Cardinals late when the Steelers gave up the lead. Um, so Dalton's about at that that same point in his career where Ben is, or Ben was when Ben really kind of vil, you know vindicated himself as I am a great quarterback. So Dalton is about the same age as Ben was at that time, uh, maybe a little older, but he's played the same amount of years. So I think this is the time for Dalton now to show that he can get it done, especially when you consider. You know, again, there aren't a lot of great quarterbacks now. I mean, there's going to be some up-and-comers. Who knows what Osweiler is going to do in Denver? You know, who knows what Bridgewater is going to do in Minnesota? Um, you know, Jay Cutler. I mean, I think everybody would agree now that Dalton's probably in the top five of NFL quarterbacks and easily top ten. Because, again, Jay Cutler is just I – would, I would put Dalton ahead of Cutler any day of the week. Um, so now the question is, is he going to rise up when his team needs him to. And that's what Ben has shown time and time again, especially in that 05 playoffs when he made that insane tackle on Nick Harper to save the playoff game against the Colts after Bettis fumbled. 
and save Bettis' career because he probably would still be on the doorsteps of the Hall of Fame if Ben doesn't make that tackle. So I, 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 I think it's going to be a great quarterback battle. Um, but one thing I did want to talk, touch on, Derek, is health. The Steelers had no injured players or no players today that were inactive for practice, which if you follow the Steelers, that is incredibly rare. I know, Derek, you cover four NFL teams. You know how rare that is to have a team with no inactive players this late in the season. Um, so the Steelers are coming in pretty healthy. They're going to hopefully have Heath Miller on Sunday, who had a, a huge game against the Bengals five weeks ago, six weeks ago, rather. Um, so uh, on the other side of the coin, though, which I know you can explain better than me, the Bengals have had some issues, especially in their secondary. Yeah, well, the big news, obviously, will be getting uh, tight end Tyler Eifert back. Uh, he's obviously, you know, leading the NFL in touchdown reception. So he's a he's a big red zone threat. He has been all year. And uh, getting him back will be huge. He's practiced uh, so far both days this week. So he should be returning. Um, as you stated, the Bengals secondary is more than banged up right now. They already lost uh, one of their corners, uh, Darkie Zanard, for the, for the rest of the season. So he's done. Um and then uh, uh, Autumn Jones will not be playing either this year, uh, this year's game. Um, basically announced that he'll be out with a foot injury, so that's another uh, big play corner. And their return man who's not going to be able to go. Um, and then uh, Leon Hall, he's returning to practice today. He's banged up with a bad injury. Um, so we're still going to have to monitor his situation to see if he'll be out on, on Sunday. And then. Georgie Loca, uh, their safety, one of their safeties, obviously the other one, Dredging Nelson. Georgie Loca's uh, missed the last two days of practice uh, with a growing injury, and so he's banged up as well. Um, it, it could be a, uh, a piece mill uh, secondary to the Bengals, and that's not at all what you want, obviously, going up against the fast attack that includes Antonio Brown and Martavis Bryant. So that's uh, not exactly, you know, getting healthy at the right time, especially with the people who are going down. Like, no, not it's not a good time to have your corners go down. Right, and it, it's amazing, Derek. When you know, obviously, you're all over the social media scene as I am, and it's amazing how many national pundits are picking the Steelers to beat the Bengals this weekend. I know NFL Network's William McGinnis said said so. Nate Burleson is his coworker on NFL Network agreed. You know, Peter King on SI.com has just been you know just 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 spreading praise all over the Steelers' offense. Um, do you see any scenario? That, that, that Cincinnati's defense can step up. Obviously, if the secondary's hampered, it's, it's going to have to be with the front four and the linebackers. Um, you know, you know you got Carlos Dunlap, who I would say, along with J.J. Watt, those are the two best pass rushers in football that we have right now. Um, and then you've got, you know, obviously Geno Atkins, who hasn't been the same since his injury in Miami a couple of years ago, but he's, he's still a force to reckon with. He's still one of the best defensive linemen in football. Uh, do you think that's where it's going to have to get done for Cincinnati and Pittsburgh to have or for for the Bengals to have success? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, the defense it still has play, plenty of playmakers. Uh, as I as I stated, Reggie Nelson, who's you know a notorious Ben Roethlisberger killer, yeah, he's still out there. Um, he's got 22 picks in his career, so he's always dangerous. Um, as you stated, Carlos Dunlap and Geno Atkins, they're still going to be you know rushing the passers, trying to create havoc that way. Um, the linebackers, uh, Ray Maluga, uh, Vontez Burchard, they'll be they'll be out there. So I mean, there's still uh, plenty of talent on the on the Cincinnati Bengals uh, defense. Though I still expect them to make plays, but you know you can only do so much. Uh, they kind of got lucky the first time when they saw Ben Roethlisberger. He just came back from that injury. It was 
looked a little rusty. Um, he does not look rusty any longer. So, I mean, it's going to be a different ball game. Uh, this time around, Andy Dalton and the, and the game are going to have to put up points. I, I think that's how they're going to have to win this game. Um, the defense will be able to make some stops, but Andy Dalton's going to have to match Ben Roethlisberger stride for stride and then, of course, overtake him to win the game. So are you predicting or you think it's going to be a shootout and we're not going to see it, uh, the 16-10 to 10 kind of score that we saw in six weeks ago? I can't I can't imagine that we'd see that score again. That it was kinda weird the first time. Uh, of course the circumstances. Uh you know, the Bengals were still I think a little unsure of themselves going into that, that rivalry game. I think that was kinda their first big test of the year. Um, in their minds. Uh, they'll never say it of course, because, you know, they always brush that kind of stuff off. But I think that for them that was their first litmus test and kinda getting over that hurdle kinda kinda helped them as far as uh Something kind of standing in, trying to figure out how to solve defenses or blitzing them and, and things of that nature. Uh, so I think they'll they'll do better against the uh, Steelers defense this time around. And then of course the Steelers offense will definitely be a lot better this time around, just because Ben Roethlisberger is healthy and healthy not be. Right, and I think the biggest thing with the Steelers offense um, is that it's just they they've needed time to mesh together. Uh, if you watch them in the preseason, I mean, they 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 were I think their first team offense. I know their first team offense scored on every that, you know, every in every game, and uh, touchdowns normally. And uh, I know against Jacksonville, they scored in their very first possession of the of the preseason together. But they didn't play in that Hall of Fame game. Nobody nobody uh, no I don't think any actually I know no starters played in that game on offense. So um, you know, and then obviously you get Ben hurt. Uh, Martavis Bryant missed the first five games. I mean. It, it, it's actually it's, it's unbelievable because you know there was so much hype about this offense heading into the season uh, with the nucleus we had, and that nucleus will never play together in 2015. Marquise Pouncey hasn't played. Calvin Beecham won't play again this season. Our starting left tackle, Le'Veon Bell, won't play again. So we're not going to see that version of the Steelers' offense. However, this kind of retooled version, as as you know, is dangerous. It's very dangerous, and and I think you know once Ben got the Bengals game under his belt, which he struggled in, and he'll admit he, he has committed he struggled. The last four games, they've been unstoppable. I mean, the only team to beat them during that stretch was Seattle, and that was just because Seattle just scored more points than them. Because you know, Normally when you put up 30 points in a game, you're going to win. And the Steelers have averaged 35 points a game over the last four games, over 450 yards in each game, which tied NFL record. And Ben's averaging nearly 400 passing yards a game. And D'Angelo Williams is getting 100 yards rushing. So... You know, it, it is a very telling offense, uh, dangerous offense. But Marvin Lewis is a defensive guy. You know, he won a Super Bowl as, as the Ravens defensive coordinator back in 2000. And if I think if the I think if the Bengals were healthy, how they would attack the Steelers is they would try to do, um, you know, what Seattle did, and uh, that's and that's you know you, you box in uh, Bryant and and Brown, you double team them. And you force Ben to try to either a throw it over top, try to complete those deep passes, which is very hard to do, or you just settle with the underneath route. Do you think? And I I believe it's healthy since that's that's the approach Cincinnati would take. Do you think that is the approach they're still going to take, or do you think that their injuries are going to force them to do something else? Well, I think they. Ha- I mean, that's almost. Uh, by necessity, the the approach that they're going to have to take, uh, whether you can execute that game plan is going to be the issue uh, because of the injuries, but that's almost uh, certainly the approach they'll have to take, uh, trying to contain 
uh, Brown and Brian from getting deep, um, really trying to force D'Angelo Williams to beat you because even though, you know, he's rushed well this season, uh, I'm sure they'd rather the ball be in his hands than in Roethlisberger's hands. So, I mean, just trying to contain that offense is, is in the way that you stated, is pretty much the only option they have, even if they don't have the personnel to execute it. And you made a great point, a great point. And something I was going to talk about is D'Angelo Williams, because he had nine carries for 72 yards against the Bengals in week uh, eight, and that's when, obviously, Le'Veon Bell got hurt. Um, But he had 50 yards, 50-plus yards on one carry. So you take away that carry, I mean, he finishes with, like, eight carries for 20-some yards. So, really, Cincinnati did a good job against Williams, uh, who came in late to spell Bell. But, but since then, obviously, um, you know, this, uh, Williams has been the starter. He's had more time to mesh with the Steelers' offensive line. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of the Steelers running to the left side of their offensive line, A, because that's just what Williams likes to do, and they did it uh, to excess against the Colts. And that's also because that's a way, I believe, from Dunlap and those guys. So I believe that's where it's going to get done. The Steelers are going to run the ball to that side. And, and I agree. I think the Steelers need to prove that they can run the football against the Bengals' rush defense. And I wanted to ask you this. Uh, I was looking at my notes. The Bengals are 24th in the league against the run. Are they really that bad against the run? Or is that just because offenses really aren't trying them as much and they're just trying to attack their pass defense? Or is it those, you know, the Bengals are just giving up a lot of yards in garbage time when they're, when they're blowing out people? I would say it's probably the, the latter. Um, they're blowing out teams until they're giving up yards and garbage time. They're pretty stout against the run. Um, even in their losses, it's been more the passing attack that got them in the end than, than the running game against Houston. They really didn't. Houston didn't run the ball well. Uh, the Cardinals didn't really run the ball that well. They beat them with the pass. So it's more that way to get the Bengals this year has been through the air. And then when they've been getting other teams, uh, all bets are coming off at that point. Um, so I don't really think that they are bad against the run necessarily, as the, as the numbers would. Um, and to your point about uh, DeAndre Williams' rushing yards coming on pretty much one carry, that's, that's basically what they, they're going to need to do is contain him on first downs and second downs, get the Steelers into that, that long down situation, and then kind of send the house, kind of confuse Raffles with some exotic, some exotic blitzes and things of that nature. Um, because, you know, once you let the Steelers get into second and short, third and short, and they have the whole playbook at their disposal, you're in, you're in trouble. And so that, that's going to be probably a key, is uh, making sure that you have to business isn't uh, keeping them on schedule. Right. And this is uh, Brian Derek Lewis of uh, 24-7 Sports giving you the breakdown, Steelers-Bengals. About seven minutes left on the show, Derek, and I, and I wanted to ask you this too. Uh, you know, the, the, the Bengals offense, do you think they're going to, you know, change the way they play a little bit just to try to keep the Steelers offense off the field? And, and what I mean by that is do you think they're just going to try to maybe play more ball control with their two-headed monster at running back? Because the Bengals do have a good running game. And if I'm Cincinnati going into this game with, with a, a battered you know secondary that's going to be without people, and even if Kirkpatrick plays, he obviously won't and Leon Hall. They're not going to be anywhere near 100%. Do you see Cincinnati just kind of lining up, maybe run the football and try to keep the ball away from the Steelers' offense? I don't, I don't really uh, think – I don't really see them really tr- changing too much of how they how they call the game on offense. I think they're going to 
continue to look for the deep ball like they have been all year. Um, they, it's not like they don't run the ball. Um, they definitely try to, but if that's not working, they have no problem with going away from that. And, you know, Jeremy Hill has yet to show that he can run very well on a pre, on a good rushing defense. Um, he, he ate up the Browns and the, uh, the Rams last three weeks, but before that he had been struggling mightily, and he still hasn't had a 100-yard game to this, this part of the season. So um, I don't see the uh, – the Bengals really changing up their offensive game plan. Uh, what's funny is I saw something earlier um, as I was, you know, covering the day. I saw that a Steelers player had said, why would they change anything? They're 10-2, and, and that, that, that kind of speaks to your point. Uh, the Bengals didn't – the offense didn't score, but it wasn't as if the offense, you know, was going three and out. They were just anemic. They were getting to the red zone. They were just making mistakes once they got into the red zone. I think Dalton had two. I think both his interceptions were in the red zone. Um, and then mm-hmm. there were a couple of field goals, obviously. So it wasn't a matter of they can't move the ball on the Steelers' defense. They did that. They just didn't finish off the drives. And that's basically what they'll need to change this time around is finishing off those drives and coming away with points because, as the Colts learned on Sunday, if you – don't finish off drives and you do not come away with points, and the Steelers do, all of a sudden you're on the end of a 45 to 10 blowout. Right, right. And I, and I think, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, and really the way the Bengals play offense is, is they mix it up, they, they, they pick and choose when they want to go deep. It's not like they don't want to see the Steelers play a very undisciplined brand of football against Seattle. Pretty much just like, you know, they continuously tested. Uh, Seattle deep, pretty much almost like a statement. You know, we're not afraid of you guys. We'll throw in the legion of anybody. And I think the Bengals are going to come out. They're going to play a, a precision game on offense, or at least try to. They're going to try to keep the Steelers' defense at bay. And that's one thing I don't think people are talking about as much. It's almost like the Steelers beat. I think in all honesty, I mean, yes, the Steelers' defense played very, very well against the Colts. That was their best defensive performance of the season by far you know, save the one against Cincinnati. But because they won, I'm saying this one is better, even though, you know, their defense really didn't play a hand in them losing to Cincinnati. But that was one game. And if anything, I know that the Colts were 4-0 with Hasselbeck, but as you know, Derek, you know, I think that the Steelers just exposed Indianapolis as, as they're really not that good. Not this offense. I mean, Hilton has not had a great year. He's had a good year, not a great year. Um, Montcrees, the other receiver, is just he's good, but not nothing special. Yeah, Frank Gore is 32 years old, and unlike D'Angelo Williams, he's showing it because he's had more carries in his career. So I really think this is more about the Steelers' defense. I think the game's going to be won. Like, I think the Steelers' offense is going to put up 24 points. I really do. That's no knock on the Bengals' defense. I just think given Cincinnati's deficiencies on defense, given what the Steelers can do on offense, they're going to get in the 20s. I don't think high 20s, but they'll put up enough points for them to be able to win the game. I think it's going to come down to our defense, you know, in the Steelers' defense against Cincinnati's offense. Is Cincinnati's offense going to do what Seattle did or are they going to do what the Colts did? I think it's going to be somewhere in between. I don't think there's any way the Steelers' defense holds Cincinnati to 10 points. I, I do think, though, they can hold Cincinnati to 20 and under, and I think if they do that, the Steelers will win the game. Uh, that's my key to the game. Again, I think the Steelers are going to do enough on offense to win. I think D'Angelo Williams, I don't see him – getting 100 yards, but I see him having maybe a 20-carry, 75- to 80-yard kind of day where he just has a yeoman's effort and just is a presence and opens up things for Ben. I think the Steelers are going to move the ball. They're going to play non-conventional. Again, they're going to have those two-point conversions and what have you, um, and I think they're going to score enough points to win. 
I'm thinking anywhere from, you know, 21, 24 points. The question again is, you know, can the Steelers defense do the job for a second straight week? I think there's, there's still some things that need shored up on that defensive side. And Derek, that's kind of my prediction to the game and my key. What, what is yours? Uh, well, I think uh, I, I think we're in for a very high-scoring uh, kind of a shootout affair. I, I don't see the Steelers being able to recreate the effort that they did the first time down the uh, the bank. To see them putting up a lot of points, but in, in their own right, I think the Steelers' offense is going to take uh, is going to keep gelling. Obviously, take advantage of the bank up secondary. They're going to put up points, so I, I think we're going for more of a thirty, um, maybe even maybe even high thirty. Um, so I think I think we're in for a, pre, a, a game we don't often see in this in this time where we get a lot of points, uh, maybe fifty some some odd points, you know. Um, but I you know I think that the Bengals, um, as they have done for most of the year, uh, save for two games, are going to do just enough uh, to squeak out that victory. Maybe get one critical uh, game, you know, interception or something of that. What you know, what have you? Uh, probably will be Reggie Nelson because that seems to be what he does against Ben Roethlisberger for some odd reason. Uh, and you know, squeak this one out. Right, and, well, I hope you're right about that. I hope the Steelers do squeak this one out. I, I think they will. And Again, all all the games have been – have been. North, Steelers like to play weird scored games this year. So I'm going they win this game 24-19. I think the Steelers uh, do enough to, to win this game. And I think, you know, I don't think, you know, they're going to shut down the Bengals offense, I think, but they're going to do enough to stop them. And I think that, that them and not break red zone defense is going to do enough. So, uh, Derek – Thank you once again uh, for joining this edition of the Steel Conversation. Uh, best of luck to you and the rest of the teams that you cover. This has been, again, the Pittsburgh Steelers on 24-7 podcast, Steel Conversation. Once again, reminding you to come check out our website, pit.247sports.com, and once again on our Facebook page, Pittsburgh Steelers on 24-7 Sports. So, Derek Lewis, this is Brian Diardo signing off, wishing you and yours a wonderful weekend, and as always, it's a great day to be a Steelers fan.